Star Wars 7x7 episode 2974. All right, we're continuing our series of looks at Andor through the lens of feature stories in magazines. This time we're going to be talking about the Empire magazine story, also not a cover story this time around, and not nearly as in-depth, comparatively speaking, as the total film story, but we were able to pull a couple of things out of there. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. And before we dive into the Andor stuff, I just want to say thank you again so much to everyone who has liked and retweeted the questions I had posted that I'm proposing for Mark Hamill to entice him to be the guest on an interview for the 3000th episode of the podcast. And if you haven't yet had an opportunity to do that, I will happily post the links to the tweets that have gone out that have those questions. One from my own personal Alan Voivod Twitter account, one from the Star Wars 7x7 podcast Twitter account, that's SW7x7 podcast. Every little bit could help convince Mr. Hamill to decide, hey, yeah, 3000 episodes is quite an achievement and let's just go for it. Let's make an interview happen. Let's make a conversation happen. So thank you so much for your support with this and for your retweets and likes and encouragement. Okay, so let's talk Empire Magazine, also another British-based publication, and this time they did actually not very much at all. They had a two-page spread on the Andor series. It's you know, something that they've usually done four or six pages for with you know more photos for other Star Wars feature stories that they've done. This time, eh, not so much, unfortunately. But apparently last night there was a VIP event for uh, some Empire folks. I guess they're subscribers, a membership thing. I'm not sure exactly what the deal was, but there was an event that featured Genevieve O'Reilly and Diego Luna answering questions and talking to this VIP audience. And also, I guess they showed some Andor footage as well. Don't have any information, been looking around for that, and I can't find anything about whatever that footage might have been. However, there are things that Diego and Genevieve said during the meet during the event, I should say the meeting, listen to me. And we will definitely talk about that in due course. So one of the things that came out of this little two-pager in Empire has to do with the fact that there are 1,500 pages of script for this story, which seems absolutely enormous. And we don't know the running time of the episodes. We just know that we're getting you know, 24 episodes overall. And when they say 1,500 pages of script and they're about to start shooting in November, that 1,500 pages could well be for the entirety of the show for two seasons. But even if it is 750 pages for one season, that's still just utterly remarkable. I mean, that leans more toward being almost hour-long episodes for the whole way through, if I'm not terribly mistaken. There's also a quote in there that says that this is about the formative years of the Rebellion as well as the Empire. And combining that with what we talked about yesterday in the Total Film article about there being a very, very deep dive into the Empire, it's really kind of fascinating to you know, consider this as well and consider where the Empire is at this particular time. So the Death Star project is still super secret somehow. I mean, they've been building this thing for 15 years and it's a shock that Nothing has gotten out about it at all. And you'd think that after a decade and a half of Imperial rule, well, almost 14 years, right? But things ought to have settled into 
some degree for the empire you would think like they've got a handle on this whole imperial colonial type of autocracy of fascism if you will and yet and yet their hold is perhaps starting to slip and we're going to be starting to see that slippage in this series Whereas meanwhile, the clock is ticking to get the Death Star done because they imagine that once that is done, then that's it. They've completely checkmated any possibility of rebellion or uprising against them. So I suppose that might mean that for all its technological might, the Empire might feel a little bit fragile or might consider itself to be a little bit fragile and not fully completely established and not able to rest on its laurels in a way. We also have Tony Gilroy saying that if Star Wars is a very successful hotel or restaurant, then we're in the kitchen, we're you know, in the molecular level, we're underneath things. So he's trying to give you an idea of where this series takes place within the galactic picture. And to a degree, that's probably true because that's what's happening with Andor's character for the most part, you would imagine. But with the focus on Mon Mothma as well, they're gonna spend a lot of time <laughs> out in front of everything too. And speaking of Mon Mothma, there's stuff about her wrestling with autocracy while also trying to advocate for change from within. And obviously <laughs> it's only gonna get her so far. And at the Empire Magazine VIP event, Genevieve O'Reilly said that we're not just going to get to see Mon Mothma as a leader, but we're also going to see her get to a point where she knows all too well exactly what she's doing when she's sending Cassian and Jin off onto the, their various missions, knowing what fate really potentially awaits them. And at that same event, which I actually I think is a Rogue One screening with the additional Andor footage, Diego Luna says that it has the big scope that you would expect from a Star Wars show, but also has the intimate character-driven elements to it that really get you into the skin of these characters and you get to feel the things that they're feeling. And Cassian himself is a character who's basically trying to be the best version of himself. And he also says that after you've seen the Andor series, then when you go back and watch Rogue One, it will be with a new perspective entirely because of all the layers of the characters that you get to experience thanks to the Andor series. And there's one last bit to share, and this one actually comes from a, an article on Empire's website that was posted to promote the presence of an Andor story in their July issue, I think it was. But anyway, or no, it was their August issue but it came out in July. You know how that works with magazines anyway. So it's part of Tony Gilroy's quote in the magazine, but it's expanded a little bit so that you get a little more context than he talks about season two of Andor and the way that he talks about it it sounds like they're going to be sort of an event-driven episode. So what I mean by that is that when they looked at season one and saw that there were kind of natural blocks to things, we've already heard about how they're looking at season two as three episode blocks, each representing sort of a year in time, but it's not really representing a year. It's actually representing a few days in time and then they're going to jump a year. And there you go, that's what I've got for you for Empire Magazine's coverage of Andor, not just the magazine that came out a while back, but also this VIP event that just happened last night and additional material from their website. And that is gonna do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be.
by someone is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.